how you're going to serve him. You're going to have more decisions now. You're going to have more decisions now. Freedom. Freedom. I remember. It's not been that long, okay? I remember when I finally was going to go to college and I was going to be out of the house. And, and things changed from, hey, Dad, can I go do that to the realization set in of, I don't have to ask anybody. I can just go do it. And so with that, freedom also comes an incredible degree of responsibility because I don't have someone watching me to see if I'm doing something stupid, okay? So it's, it's God that I'm accountable to, not just members of my family. And I remember how that felt early on, uh, that there's this new bit of freedom that I'm experiencing, and, and it's a good thing, but it can also be a bad thing that we have the option then uh, to abuse it or, or to use it. Uh, there will be people that will come into your lives, it's coming into all of our lives, that don't particularly have our best interests at heart. And we have to learn to evaluate that too because Satan is trying to derail us. People will try to get you to sin to make them feel better about their own sin. Fact. It happens all the time. If I can normalize bad behavior in people around me, then it makes me feel better about my own behavior. And we see a lot of that taking place in the world. The Bible talks about Satan and his, his schemes. 1 Peter 5 says, stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. I want to tell all of you, or specifically cater to graduates, of this cycle that we're seeing in the world. And statistically, it's a fact. It happens a lot. Uh, this is the, we can call it the rebel against God and church cycle. Uh, there's a lot of things that you may be tempted to rebel against, but, but God shouldn't be one of them. Here's what they find. This is from a Nashville-based company called Lightway Research. And they say that two-thirds, 66%, of American young adults who attended a Protestant church for at least, or regularly for at least a year as a teenager, say they dropped out for at least a year between the ages of 18 and 22. Two-thirds. Now, as I look at this massive group of graduates today, it, it breaks my heart to think that two-thirds of them are going to take a year or more off of the church and off of God. It's mind-boggling. But yet, Statistically, that's what happens. So I want to encourage you guys today, don't be let's, let's do better than that. Let's maintain our integrity. Let's maintain our adherence to a biblical worldview. And as you go places, whether college or workplace or wherever it is that you're going, let's continue to be salt and light. Let's all continue to be salt and light in this world uh, that, that God has placed us in. Just, just don't become a statistic. Uh, a lot of times when there's college and, and you're moving and you're going someplace that you're not comfortable with, you, you know, you're never found a church where I've been in. I got real busy to school and I didn't go. No one will go with me. And, and it really is a real thing that that percentage of people turn their back on God in, in that era of life. So evaluate everything you're told with a biblical worldview. Now I have the, you, 
unique perspective as, as a middle-aged man, I'm going with that, I'm not going to say old yet. Uh, I have a unique perspective to be in the ministry, so I get to be around church people a lot. But I also have the perspective that, that I've worked in the construction industry, and, and I've worked out in the world, and so I've also gone to college uh, for a while. So all of those places, and not just Bible college, but Indian University, and that's a rough one. So all of those things, I've kind of seen those. And I'm going to tell you whether it's workplace whether it's college, whether it's Bible college, whatever it is, you are going to encounter people that are going to challenge your biblical worldview. You're going to, you're going to see that. And you have a decision to make. You know, some, some of the places that we work, uh, some of the construction sites around, we've we got a lot of people that work in the construction field here at Mumbo. And they'll tell you, there's some rough customers. You know, you probably, most of you hung around with you, your kids for the most part, might not like you. When I was kind of catapulted into the construction industry early on, doing building and remodeling trades and things like that, I heard words I'd never even heard before. I heard them strung together in ways I, I didn't even know that was possible. And so you're going to see things like that. You're going to hear things like that. You're going to have people challenge your biblical worldview. Hopefully you have one. And you have a clear understanding of specifically who God is and how he interacts and works in the lives of people. So just remember that Satan is trying to derail us. He's trying to derail us. And, and you've got to stay true. Evaluate everything you see. This is for all of us, not just them. When they build the world, there are going to be a bunch of people trying to sell you. Trying to sell you on a bunch of godless, woke, politically correct stuff in your life. We're going to. We're going to throw that at you and bombard that at you. And, and that's not congruent with the Word of God. It's just simply not. So we have to be very careful of that because the Word of God stands the test of time. The Word of God stands the test of time. Not the newest opinions of the world. Doesn't matter what they tell us. God's word is true, and it will always be true. Say, God, it said that you don't ever quit learning. Don't ever quit learning. In the last 18 years or so, approximately, you have learned to walk. Have you thought about that? I mean, you couldn't, and now you can't. Okay, so you've learned to walk. You've grown about 20 times in size. Now, there's a point in time in life where that's no longer cool, okay? But, but you guys have grown about 20 times in size as you have matured. You have learned a better language. You didn't know it, and now you do. Some of you may have learned two or three. You've learned to drive. Some of you have learned to drive. You've learned reading and writing and math and spelling and, and all this stuff. I mean, the person that you are today, you've learned all this in the last 18 years. So I encourage you to keep up the learning. And all of us to keep up the learning. Have you read a book lately that's nonfiction? Have you studied? Have you, have you learned? Have you applied yourself to learning something new? Because so often, as we enter adulthood, we get to the point where we think that we have enough information to do the things that we need to do, and so we no longer stretch the gray matter ever. So listen to some podcasts, read some books. Allow your mind to be challenged so you are learning and you're growing constantly. Now, college isn't for everyone. I know years and years ago that we were all told that if you wanted to get a good job, you just had to go 
and that's no longer the case. In fact, it wasn't even the case then. Uh, so some of you may be headed to college, or some of you are not headed to college. Both are wise and logical choices for the most part, unless you're studying underwater basketball in college, something that's probably not going to help you in the future. But wherever it is that you are going to be, whatever it is that you're doing, whether, whether it's a trade or whether it's just a job that you're going to or college, don't ever stop the learning. Allow the mind to be stretched. I would encourage you to work hard and be driven to do your best. Colossians chapter 3, uh, verse 23 and following says, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for men, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ that you are serving. Whether you're at school, whether you are working on a job site someplace, whatever it is, it's God that you're serving. It's God that we're all serving, not somebody specifically that we're working for. And the difference in effort between mediocrity and excellence is usually not very much. It doesn't take much extra effort to set us apart above those around us just by working hard. And it sets us apart from the so go the extra mile of the excellent. It honors God and is a reflection of the human that we serve. I will tell you, I will tell you that life is about relationships. All of us need the reminder that life is about relationships. People slow you down. Daily, people slow you down. I stopped this week in Campbellsburg, Indiana. That's the, the dead center of Okay. I, I stopped there to buy a can of paint, and, and, and there was a guy in there and his wife that I hadn't seen in probably 15 years. Grew up knowing them, and I was in a hurry. And I don't know whether it was the Holy Spirit or what it was, but I was there for 30 minutes. Talking to them and catching up, because life is about relationships. Don't ever forget that. Life's about relationships. And as you are hurrying around, going to the next thing that you're going to, and, and getting ready for this accomplishment, that accomplishment, and all the things that we all endeavor to do, just remember that life's about relationships. Those are the things that are the very most important. With your family, with your siblings, with those people that are around you, even with people that you don't know sometimes, life's about relationships. We can brighten someone's day and we can change the world one relationship at a time. So don't get in such a rush in the places that you're going and the things that you're doing that we forget that God wants us to love people. He wants us to love people. He wants us to spend time with people and invest in people. So with all the things that you have to do in this world, remember how important that is. Almost everything that we are running to accomplish is much less important than people. And God loves them and we should love them.
takes you aside and says, hey, listen, I think maybe you should consider this or should consider that. Listen. Pay attention. Take them under advisement. Now, don't let, don't let those of us who are older squelch your enthusiasm. Okay? There's got to be a balance there. But, but take advice from the older generations and invest some time with them learning so you don't have to make all of the mistakes that the generation of the 40 made. Because we've made a bunch. And it's awfully nice to be able to pass on that information so that you guys have a leg up in this life and a leg up in your Christian faith because of learning from what we have done. So you are a product of your decisions. You're a product of your decisions. Oh, I'm sorry. And up so this point in life, you have to what's going on in your life by the decisions that you make. I read a quote this week, and I hope I can get it accurately. I need to write it down, I forgot. That your system is perfect at producing the results that you are getting. Isn't that deep? Your system, whatever it is that you're doing, is perfect at producing the results that you're currently getting. So if we want different results, what do we do? We change the system, right? We've got to change the system because the system that we're using now is perfectly tailored to get us the results that we're now getting. So if you want some things to be different in your life, all of us want some things to be different in our lives, we, we've got to change the system. We've got to change what it is that we are doing. So remember that you are and you always will be to some degree a product of your decisions. Now, thank you for God's grace that when we make stupid decisions, He forgives us. But to some degree, the repercussions that we will suffer and the problems that we will have on this terrestrial ball, it comes from the decisions that we make. So remember that as you go off to college, as you go off to workplace, and all the places that you're going, that you are a product of those decisions. You have done things. You're going to have a rough life. The school of hard knocks is a real thing. And the more we make poor decisions, the more difficulty that we have in this life just being able to double through. So go, go with God. Keep your biblical worldview intact. And follow Him and follow His teaching. And do not become a statistic. Do not become a God dropout because of the other alluring things that you will see out there. So Cohen is going to come now and he's going to he's going to talk for just a little bit. Robin's going to talk to him. And then we've got a video to show you. Uh, Mindy always goes and searches for the most tier thirty videos about graduation she can find. I'm thankful now since all my kids are graduating.